What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the True Crime Society Podcast with Stephanie and Olivia. This is going to be a fun little highly anticipated bonus <laughs> episode. So if you're here for the crime, this isn't Skip it. this one, yep. <laughs> turn it off now. <laughs> Just turn it off now before you get angry. Um, this one, we are going to talk about my wedding and Olivia's big trip to New York and meeting and all of that because a lot of people are dying to know and they said they want to know all the details. So we're going to get into all that in this little bonus episode. And then I'll try to put this episode out maybe a couple days earlier. We'll see if I get it done. My life's been a little tumultuous lately. (laughs) (laughs) Pluto's thrown everyone into chaos. (laughs) Oh my God. I've had enough of Pluto, the planet. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I'm going to try to get this one out earlier than the regular episode. If not, I guess I'll put it on the same day. But then I thought that might be like too much for everyone to handle. Might so be I was, like too confusing. Yeah, so <laughs> I'll try to put this one out first. I don't think I'll have to edit it a ton because it's not like there's clips or anything. So hopefully I'll get it out early. So I guess we'll just get into it because we'll save our usual updates for the real episode. <laughs> so we'll start with you traveling so first for olivia to get to me she has to fly to la <sighs> yeah and then it's from funny. la to new york it's funny because if you had of more conveniently for me been married <laughs> at the end of june they actually have started doing direct flights from sydney to new york but at that point i couldn't do direct so for, from sydney you can either fly i think the three main places you can fly in america are san fran la or dallas they're the kind of direct flights. So I got a relatively cheap flight to LA and then from there I had to fly to New York. So I think the flight to LA was around 13 hours and that's a really hard flight going over because you leave Sydney, I think it's like 10 o'clock in the morning, but then you when you, you arrive in, in time, well, you go back in time. So then you arrive in LA at 7 o'clock the same morning. So I left 10 a.m. Wednesday morning. I arrived in LA 7 a.m. Wednesday morning, which is really like 2 a.m. Sydney time. Like it's a really hard one for your body clock. But what I find, and I've done that flight a few times, that's one we did when we took the kids over last time, is you just need to stay up as long as you can and then try and hopefully go to bed early that night. But what I had to do that day was I flew to LA, got my stuff, and then I had to go and recheck in for a flight to New York. And I had originally booked myself on, I think, a 1 p.m. flight because I thought if the flight's delayed, I just need to give myself enough time. But we arrived even earlier. So thankfully, I was able to get on a standby flight, which my memory is a little bit hazy now already, but I'm pretty sure it left at like 11.30 or 10.30 or something. So anyway, I saved myself like three hours. And instead of arriving in New York at 1 a.m., I ended up arriving at like 8 p.m. So it was so much better. Everything yeah. went well. I got, got on the standby flight. Even on the standby flight, I got an exit row, which was next level. And <laughs> I broke my own rule and I just could not stay awake. I slept the majority of that flight, which was really, really good. <laughs> That's good though, because it seems like kind of torturous. It was long. So that was 20 straight hours of flying in probably a 26-hour period or something like that. So um, it was a lot. But then got to the hotel, had a shower and slept like a log that night. So it was ready to go the next day. It was all good. Did your legs hurt? 
from sitting. No, for so no, long. actually, because thankfully on the flight over, I, like I like I don't know, people probably. I wonder if people really care about this, but but um, I always love a window seat because I love looking out the window. But usually that's when I'm traveling with people who I know, so it's easy to kind of get in and out. But because mm-hmm. I knew I was going to be traveling by myself, I picked an aisle seat, and then next to me, and I think I said in the last episode too, I'd requested an upgrade. I didn't get it on the way over. I did on the way back, which we'll go into. But on the way over, I went in the middle of the plane. It was a row four so next to me thankfully there was a spare seat so I had hips and then I could just get up and down so I actually got up and you know walked around a fair bit because on the flight on the way home from Japan I didn't get up at all because I was so tired and my legs were like balloons so this time I thought I actually have to make an effort to get up and walk around so no it was fine it was and then on the on the flight to New York which is also a longish flight like four and a half hours or five hours because I had the exit row I could stretch my legs right out so no I was all good that flight it was perfect yeah I had to fly to um, California for work once at one of my past shitty jobs. And it was kind of soon after I just started and I had to, I had the worst fucking seat. I was in the middle seat and it was like very small, tight seats. And I was in between my two bosses who I like hardly knew at the time. So it was the fucking worst because I was just in between my two bosses and I was like, I can't move at all. The one thing I did enjoy about the exit row, I flew American Airlines both times from LA to New York and then New York to LA is the exit row has kind of an actual divider in between the seats so like I've Mm. got hips so I always worry that my hips are kind of like spilling next to the person (laughs) so this one it actually has like a solid divider so you're in your seat which I really liked that (laughs) that's good it was good yeah I always worry about that too from the Mm. few times I've flown so then you got to you got to JFK. How was that? Got to JFK. That was all right. I actually met it. It's so, so funny. Like I guess on a flight with a lot of Aussies, you know, obviously there's bound to be Aussies going on there. But the one of the same women from my flight from LA, Sydney to LA was on the LA to New York flight. So we got chatting and then her internet wasn't working and she needed it to get Uber and stuff. So we kind of helped each other out finding where to go. Um, it's always good to find a nice person. Yeah. Um, so JFK is a nice airport. Um, it's, yeah, nice. Like when I, nice until when I got on the way out and I realised that in the American Airlines terminal leaving there there's like nothing to eat, which was fun. Mm. But it's nice. It's very clean, much cleaner than LAX and it was easy enough to navigate. So I just jumped in an Uber. That took me straight to the hotel. That was all fine. The hotel was really nice. Um, I love those hotels, the Citizen oh, M hotels. Citizen They're M, so yeah. cute. They're like absolutely hotels. not sponsored. I wish it was. <laughs> but no. but um, like they're very small rooms but really – well laid out like you get an ipad to kind of control everything you control the blinds the lights the tv everything the bed was so comfortable probably extra comfortable because of how tired i was Um, yeah they're like small and like a fun way that's like the point of them but everything's in there and it's weird because the bathroom it's like not a room it's like a pod almost yeah i don't know how to describe it it's like a plexiglass type wall yeah i was gonna say like a frosted glass type thing yeah but for some reason, it's just so fun and different and you can control the lights from the iPad. Like you were saying, you can make them all different rainbow colors. So. And even things like you do self-check-in, which, you know, isn't that groundbreaking, but they're like you even, so you you log on, you find your booking at the like computers in the reception yeah. and then you can pick like where I was, you could either pick high or low floor and then you could pick oh, the yeah. view that you wanted, like east view or west view. And I said to the guy, I don't know. And he's like, I think he said, I like the west view. So I just picked that and it was actually a really <laughs> good view. And then you even make your own room key. Like you get a key and you put it on the thing. Like it's all very fun. <laughs> I, I, don't know. I know some that. people don't like doing it for themselves, but it was fun. Yeah, it's more like an experience, I guess. Um, 
I stayed at one in Boston and I always want to stay at it again, but it's connected to like TD Garden basically. So um. now it's so expensive. I just got lucky this one time and it wasn't that expensive, but now they're like 300 to $400 a night there. Yeah. I actually booked that hotel in the Black Friday sales last year. So I got a really good rate. But when I looked nice. up to see, because I always check right before I go if I've booked in advance to see if I can get a better rate, but it was pretty expensive. So look out yeah. for a good rate. And they do offer, I think you can sign up if you want to sign up and you get a discount and stuff like that. So anyway, I highly recommend that as a company anyway. Yeah. So then you were in the city alone for like a day or two? I was. So Thursday, I thought like I had a list of a few things I wanted to see. So I went to the 9-11 Memorial, which was, I don't know, amazing isn't the right word, but it was really well done. Like it was um, hard to see, but I would absolutely recommend going there if you're ever in New York. I think it's important to see. So I spent a little bit of time there, walked around, saw the Statue of Liberty. I did also, which is such a true crime nerd thing, went and saw, because it was right near the uh, World Trade Center, um, Snea Phillips' apartment, Mm -hmm. which you remember we did an episode on her. She was someone who went missing in on 9-11 there's always debate as if she was actually in the towers or not so yeah saw her we saw even when I met up with Kelly and Marissa and we went back to the memorial we saw her name on the actual 9-11 memorial um and then I just walked around all day like I walked up I saw the friend's apartment I was such a tourist walked into Times Square and then by that stage I've done like none of this I've been to Times Square (laughs) and stuff obviously but I don't know I've been to the city a good amount when I go there now, I'm like, I'm there to do one thing and leave. I went to I the friend's it. apartment because my friend is a massive friend's fan. And it was so funny because there was heaps of people taking photos. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. it's kind of in like a quietish, nice area of the city. But there was heaps of people taking photos. And this older lady walked past and she was obviously very cranky. She's like, how stupid do you have to be? And I was like, oh. <laughs> these people are just taking nice cute photos and she wasn't very happy about it yeah Uh. I'm not like I'm not like that I just I love doing tourist stuff but going to the city is so exhausting for me it is and I feel like it was hot-ish that day it was so hot the days that you were there it was hotter than normal it was probably like Australia hot (sighs) plus when you're in the city they always say it's like 10 degrees hotter it seems like yeah. So yeah, saw all that, went to Times Square, did some shopping and I finally figured out the subway that afternoon. So I caught the subway back, which the subway is actually quite easy once you figure it out. Um, had a few interesting experiences on the subway, but it was mm. all fine. Um, and then Friday, what did I do? I checked out of the hotel. I can't remember what time. And then I went to Grand Central to meet with Kelly. Kelly was flying in from Seattle. She's another true crime society girl. So our plan was to get the train up to where you were having your rehearsal dinner. Yeah, we're trying to, Marissa was going to rent a car. So we're trying to avoid renting multiple cars for them because they don't really need them. And so Kelly like arrived on time to JFK, but then her plane stayed on the tarmac for like an hour or something. They wouldn't let them off. So it was all very rushed. Um trying to make the train anyway so we got on the train we're like okay we can like freshen up get ready we went one station (laughs) on the train and then the lady comes up and she's like oh where are you going and I said wherever we're going and she's like oh well it might be a while because something bad has happened and I'm like what and so obviously we inferred from that that there was a fatality on the tracks so waited at this station for a little while we're like maybe it'll start moving and after a while we thought it's clearly not starting moving so we got off and jumped in an uber which was a very interesting uber ride (laughs) we had this crazy guy who was um i'm glad there were two of us there because it was actually 
now that I think about it a bit inappropriate well it was inappropriate at the time we I thought it was kind of funny but yeah like he was kind of making sexual jokes and you know he was like know. talking about orgies and stuff <laughs> um yeah so anyway and like he he had this like it was just one of those things you think is this really happening like he was telling us about this he was like a character yeah yeah exactly um a plot for a netflix show that he was gonna pitch to someone and that he in the 90s he had some tech company and I suspect a lot of this was bullshit, but he was telling us about how he knew Taylor Swift. <laughs> Didn't he say he, like, invented microphones or something? Oh, it was some, some like, niche. I, I thought it was headphones. Anyway, it was, some, some, it was something like that, some kind of niche product that they used to use they don't use anymore, clearly. But I was like... Pretty sure you didn't. <laughs> Why are you driving an Uber if you were this tech multimillionaire? Anyway, Just for fun. So, <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. So, we got there, finally made it. Just before you guys started eating at the rehearsal dinner, it was such a rush, um, like an actual rush, like rush to get there in time. I wasn't sure if we were going to. What did you think of, before I get into my end, what did you think of Grand Central and all that? Uh, one thing I found, because I was like, oh, I'll just check out of the hotel and I'll go to Grand Central and I'll get some lunch and I'll, you know, just sit. Maybe there'll be a bar or something. I can have a drink. <laughs> the one thing I found so weird, which I get it, there's no seats anywhere. Like there are a few little kind of cafes where – if you pay to eat in that cafe, you can go and sit there. But there's a food court where they've got like Shake Shack and a whole bunch of other places. There's like maybe three seats. And I guess it's there's a lot of tables where you can stand, but they don't want people to loiter, I guess. Is there why definitely they don't like the used seats. to be more seats like upstairs where the main terminal is, where the sky ceiling. Yeah. There's nowhere to sit up there. No. There used <laughs> to be like a bar. It changes so much. Like every time I go, there's different stuff. There used to be a bar. There used to be one upstairs and there used to be one downstairs that had like bar seats at least, um, but it must just depend. It is like, don't get me wrong, it's an absolutely amazing building, like beautiful, stunning architecture and, you know, features, but I don't recommend spending hours there like I did. <laughs> no, there's shops and stuff, but it's all yeah. little like boutique type places really. And by this point too, I had all my luggage Your plus luggage like makes it some annoying, food yeah. and stuff for Kelly and I, so yeah, it was a lot. Like it's absolutely, go and check it out if you're in the city, but it's, um yeah, not a great place to spend four hours <laughs> and the bathrooms are always gross they were actually not too bad I have to say they were busy and it was hard to get in there with my suitcase I'm like maybe you know but anyway it was fine we I made it it was all good <laughs> did you see it I don't know if they like advertise this at all but there's one of the corridors there but if you whisper up the corner in one your friend who's on the opposite corner can oh. like hear you super clearly because of the way it travels. Up I can the I, I can kind of picture probably where you're talking about. I didn't know that, but that makes sense. Like I, it's kind of an arched dome. Yeah, because yeah. it's arched. It's cool. Um, sometimes if you were there and you see people whispering into the wall, that's why. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then for me on my end for the rehearsal dinner, it was another. It was the hottest fucking day ever. It was like 90 <laughs> degrees in mm. May. Um, we had to, me and my friends had to go up, was that that day? Yeah, we went up to the venue, me, Mike, and our friends, Nick and Maggie, went up to drop off stuff for the wedding. So that was like an hour drive. We came back, then we we're getting ready for the rehearsal dinner in my apartment, like the four of us, and we haven't put my air conditioner in yet because like <laughs> it was just a weirdly hot two days and we were like sweating. I was like, I don't even know what the point of was in like showering earlier today because I'm just <laughs> so hot. Then we drove to the rehearsal dinner and we had a, this place called Las Maninitas in Brewster, New York. 
my sister had hers there as well. It's, they have like a really nice outdoor area. So I was hoping we would get to be kind of in the same area that hers was, which is kind of like in the grass and it's looking over the reservoir. But of course, on the way there, there was like a massive, insane storm where it was like <laughs> sunny. Oh, yeah. And I forgot about that. We're on the train and I'm like, it's raining. What's going on? It was so weird. It was sunny. And then all of a sudden it was like dark and super windy. There was lightning. There was thunder. There was, it looked like it was going to hail, but I don't think it actually did. But I was driving at this point. So I was like, well, this is great. So I guess we're not going to sit outside <laughs> where I want to. And then the storm ended. We finally got through that. And there's a nice little... There's like a faint rainbow. And then we saw a rainbow when we got there, I think. Mm, was I with sign. you when we saw that? Or that was like um, right when I got there. I can't remember. So then I was like, like okay, maybe. we saw some rainbows. That's a good sign. <laughs> um, For the rehearsal dinner, it was like 18 to 20 people. I made the reservation for 18 people. This was like my first and pretty much only like meltdown right at the start of the weekend where I had to honestly go to the bathroom because I felt like I was going to have a panic attack <laughs> because one of Mike's friends um, said that he didn't think that he'd be able to come because he had his kid that weekend. So I counted them out of the reservation and then Mike didn't tell me that they uh, decided that him and his kid could both come, which <laughs> is fine. But Mike didn't tell me this, so I couldn't change the res- I didn't change the reservation. And since it was rainy at the restaurant, that got rid of a lot of their like outdoor seating, so it was kind of more crowded on the inside. We ended up being on kind of like a covered patio outdoor area, but where we were, it was going to be hard to fit two more people, like another table with two seats at the end of our table. <laughs> so. Uh, First, you guys were on the train, and then you guys were saying you're stuck. I was like, they're probably not even going to like make it here anytime soon. But then you guys were like, oh, we're in an Uber. We're going to be there in a half hour. I was like, fuck. <laughs> I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. I was like, I don't have enough seats. I was like, they just both traveled from so far away. I don't even have anywhere to put them. And so then my sister's husband does a lot of work for this restaurant. He's an engineer, so they like know him. They like love him. And he was like, oh, we're going to need to add up two seats somehow if that's okay. So then the people who were kind of like next to us, they were leaving, it seemed. So he was like, okay, we'll take that table when they're done and we'll like slide it over. It'll be fine. All right, cool. So of course, these people, they literally had the bill when you guys were like, okay, we'll be there in like a half hour. And they were finishing their drinks. I've never seen someone drink a fucking drink so slow (laughs) in my life because I was like watching them. I was like, they need to fucking leave. They need to leave. They need to leave right now. Um, So I was just so stressed about that. And then when people started getting there, we're trying to figure out where our parent, me and Mike's parents should sit because they hadn't met my dad before, like my mom had met them before. And I also like wanted to sit kind of near my parents. So we were not like arguing, but we we're like bickering about where to put them. And I was just like so overstimulated. I was like, I feel like people are gonna be mad at me because it's such a long table. Like I can't talk to anyone. And I felt like I was <laughs> under so much pressure. And I was like, everyone's gonna think I'm rude if I don't go talk to literally everyone. So I went to the bathroom and had a 10 minute calm the fuck down borderline <laughs> panic attack. And I was like, bitch, it's gonna be fine. They're gonna get here. The table's gonna be fine. Everyone's gonna be happy. We're gonna ha- have some chips and some guac and some margs. And it'll be great. As soon as you guys messaged me that you were pulling up, because I was like, I'm going to go outside and meet you guys so you don't have to like walk in and be like, <laughs> surprise, here's a billion people. <laughs> At that moment, those people finally got up and I was like, thank the Lord. It was meant to be. <laughs> yes. So then I went out with my sister and Mike and I got to meet Olivia for the first time and Kelly for the first time in the parking lot. And I saw their crazy Uber driver and like a crazy bowling shirt. <laughs> we gave a hug and we all went, ah! 
<laughs> and that was that. I mean, mm. people were wondering like if it was weird meeting each other for the first time. I didn't feel weird at all ever. And it didn't feel like it's not like you were like hanging out with a stranger or anything because we talk so much. Yeah. And I also feel too, I don't know if you feel the same, like it's different. Like if we just had rocked up at your house and we'd be like, oh, hey, you know, it might have been a bit awkward, but because of the situation, there was a lot going on. Like it wasn't, I, I didn't, I felt like it was not, I also agree it wasn't awkward, but I'm saying maybe, maybe because the situation helped it too a little bit. There's just so much going on. I ordered their food. So the food came out right when they got there and it was all perfect. Uh, we had drinks. And of course, our friends and family know of Olivia and Kelly. So they were all excited to chat with them too. And it was great. Mm, it was very nice. Lovely dinner. Um, okay. So we did that. And then after the rehearsal dinner, we went up to the venue. It was pretty late because it's like an hour and a half drive from there. <laughs> and when we were driving, it was my sister, me, Kelly and you yeah. in one car. And then our, my other two friends were that our bridesmaids were driving up in another car. And it was funny because we've always talked about Aunt Diane, the accident <laughs> that happened <laughs> near me on the Taconic. I'm not laughing um, about that accident. I'm just, <laughs> it was a horrible just, accident. <laughs> yeah. No, we're laughing because Olivia is the only person who has probably ever seen a sign for the Taconic and gasped. <laughs> she was like, oh, there it is, the Taconic. <laughs> but it was relevant also because we were talking about the rehearsal dinner because my friend Nick actually witnessed that accident and mm. we were asking him about it at the rehearsal dinner, you know, just casual dinner conversation. <laughs> and he was saying how, not, I guess, uh, trigger warning but he saw the kids fly out of the car and like mm -hmm. pulling her body out of the car and stuff and then we're like that's traumatic are you okay i knew he saw it but i didn't know like how much he saw so it was the topic of the evening yeah <laughs> so then we got to the venue there's literally no fucking service there at all <laughs> which was a fiasco sometimes but you had to like connect to the wi-fi and you could do wi-fi calling but some of us have not iphones and some of us have iphones so it's a little crazy. The rooms were very cute. They were like cabin style. Mine was two floors because I got the suite for getting ready in. They were like rustic locks. Like, yeah. Yeah, they were cute. There's a lot of like bear statues, little like <laughs> owl figurines. A lot of glittery owls everywhere. <laughs> the glittery owls. Uh, there's pictures of trout. But it was so nice outside because it's right on the creek. And we had from my room, there's like a little outdoor back sitting area that was cool so i think that was that so far right yeah that's it i think up to a friday night yeah so that brings us to saturday which is the wedding day the big day me my sister and my two friends kate and maggie we had to start getting ready at like nine which wasn't too early or anything my sister and i got up at eight and started getting shit together did our hair and makeup and all that. Nothing really exciting to talk about there. Marissa was coming up that day. She is another one of the True Crime Society gals um, with her husband. So she came and met with you guys first. Yep. Yep. They had they had the room next to Kelly and I. So Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah, no, yep. So we caught up with them. They I think they arrived I don't know, like two-ish maybe in the afternoon or something like that, if I remember rightly. Yeah, I remember I was kinda mm. like buzzed at that point. The only time <laughs> that I felt buzzed really the whole day was the end of getting ready, because that was when we were just like crushing drinks. <laughs> and I wasn't really feeling like anxious, but it was more just like so much was going on. Yeah. And I, like I said in the last episode, it's such, you feel like it's going to take forever when you first start getting ready because I'm like, oh, we don't have to be ready till like three. But then as it gets closer and once it's go time, everything went so fast. Seems like a dream. It's like a weird time warp, I reckon, in your wedding day. You're just like, what 
what's going on. Because you're just going from one thing to the next to the next to the next and you never really have time to like stop and think because yeah. um, you're on such a tight timeline all the time. But I was talking to on Instagram, her name's Atlanta Anna. She's she's very nice. She follows us. She's become friendly with her online. But she was saying how she listened to the last episode and she said that getting her photos is like what made her be like, oh yeah, like this did happen. I was like, <laughs> I felt exactly the same way. Like when I got my pictures, I was like, all right, this was real. And like all this stuff really did happen. <laughs> Didn't dream it. Yeah. Marissa came to the room and I met Marissa just briefly because it was like right before I had to get going. The photographer came at 3. The ceremony was going to be at 5.30, but me and Mike wanted to do a first look and all that and try to get like a lot of the pictures out of the way sooner because we were like, we're paying for all this good food. I want to be able to eat some of it during the cocktail hour and hang out with everyone. So 3, we started taking pictures. We did the first look and all that. I didn't ever cry or anything. Mike didn't really ever either. I mean, I feel like I could have cried if I let myself start feeling sentimental about it. But like I said, it's such a whirlwind and everything's happening so fast and there's always people around you. So for me, I had I would have had to try to feel sentimental almost. <laughs> I didn't want to give anyone the satisfaction of seeing me cry. <laughs> <laughs> but we did the first look. It was cute. We high-fived. Oh, is that the day that you did the kaleidoscope? <laughs> yeah. So randomly, <clears throat> the kind of one of the main... I guess tourist attractions. attractions of the venue is that they have the world's biggest kaleidoscope. <laughs> so we went, like Kelly and I went, it's like because they have a nice little shopping area in the venue where they've got like boutique shops and stuff like that. So we went and had a look and then we saw the kaleidoscope. So we went in and it was kind of like an overcast, drizzly day. So we went oh, in. Oh, yeah, and it was like, stressful. I was like, oh, maybe like it needs to be sunny or something because <laughs> I'm like there's <laughs> nothing happening. But then we realised a little bit later that you actually, they do a show, so <laughs> you need to get tickets. So a bit later on we went and got tickets and we watched a 10 minute kaleidoscope show which was really good but it was very long like 10 minutes is a long time to watch a kaleidoscope we're all (laughs) laughing because we were asking olivia how it was because we're like oh we want to do it but we just like didn't have time to do it and we're thinking about it and she was like it was good it was just about like eight minutes too long and I was like, wait, I was like, how long was it? And she was like, 10 minutes. <laughs> and because like, because it, it's obviously a kaleidoscope in the sky, you've got to either stand with like looking up to the sky or you could lie on the ground, which Kelly did. And I wish I had have done that. Or you can sit and kind of still crane your head. So like 10 minutes of having your head up to the sky is a long time. But in our show, there was Kelly and I and these two other women they're a little bit older. And when the show finished, one woman goes, oh, my God, that would be so good if you're on ketamine. <laughs> I said, what a random thing to say. Anyway, she was a ketamine. Yeah. She worked in a ketamine clinic or something like that. So, um, That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah good if you were good. like high. That was like, and I think they did four different ones. I think the one we saw was Stardust or Starburst, which is basically about – the stars like how we're all come from stars and the earth is stardust yes stardust something like that so yeah it was good if you're ever in the area check it out (laughs) yeah so the venue is the emerson resort and spa in mount tremper new york it's kind of near woodstock it's they only do 50 person max weddings now but it's so it's such a pretty area it's so nice but i was so stressed out about the weather all day because it was so hot the few days before and then t- that day it was cooler but it was like cloudy in the morning and there was like chances of rain um it rained a little in the morning it was that kind of annoying rain too like at some points it would just be it was really just, like, light misty. and then there was a point where it was almost like you might need an umbrella but it wasn't too bad yeah in and the morning for- yeah the morning it mostly like stopped by the time we had to go out and take pictures and it was just kind of overcast which everyone's like that's the best time to take pictures which fine 
So then we did the first look. We took the pictures with our bridal party and all that, which was chaotic because everyone was like a little buzzed at that point and (laughs) not good at following directions. This poor photographer, she was so nice. I was like, you could just yell at us, please yell at them (laughs) to like we had to to be like, okay, you're going to do this and you're going to walk and you're going to like put your bouquets in the air, but nobody walk ahead of Stephanie and Mike because they're going to be in the front. And nobody like walk in front of each other. Of course, everyone ends up walking in front of each other, like not in a line. My sister and the best man like ended up passing us. I was like, you guys, it's not that hard. We're all adults. (laughs) But the pictures we got were cute in the end. So if anyone needs a photographer for anything, she does travel. Uh, Megan Niger, she's great. I've been linking her on my Instagram. I guess I'll link, maybe I'll put in the episode notes like all the vendors that I use because they were all amazing honestly um so we did the pics then from the pics it was time to go to the ceremony the ceremony I hardly even remember it it was very quick we wanted it to be fast but I just like we got there we lined up she told us what to do and then we did it but walking in someone I won't name any names went to the wrong side and it messed up all the seating (laughs) So everyone was confused. So every every time like someone got to the end of the aisle, they were like, wait, where do I go? Yeah. And like my dad basically didn't have a seat because he was supposed to sit next to my mom. And it was just like no one can listen to directions when <laughs> there's so much going on. You know, like you hear it and then you just kind of forget it. So no one knew where to go. That was the only part where we were like, oh, my God, what is happening? Uh, we walked down the aisle. I walked down the aisle with my dad. Great. I saw all my friends sitting and we did the ceremony i felt like that room was super hot i don't know if it's just because i was standing up front there but the sun literally finally decided Mm. to come out like in that moment apparently people like the sun came out like the perfect time like right at your your ceremony it was so cool but i was sweating there was like sweat dripping down my back because i felt (laughs) like there was no air circulation in that room i didn't feel like it was that hot but i can see with your wedding dress and all that how it would have been Like, I don't remember it being cool, but I don't remember it being hot either. Probably also just being, like, a little nervous, and it definitely was not cool. Yeah. We didn't have any, like, readings. We didn't do any vows or anything like that where we just want to get all that boring stuff over with. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Did anything else happen during the ceremony worth talking about? I feel like no. Just an average ceremony. Did that. (laughs) Left, signed the marriage license, all that. Then it was cocktail hour. We had a few more picks to take, so we did that. We did like the family portraits and all that. And then our photographer wanted us to take pictures by the creek that's there. That's really nice. But to get down to the water, you have to like literally like climb down these rocks. It's it's not like steep, but it would be a little hard in regular clothes. So in a wedding dress, it was hard. So I had to take my shoes off. But I was like, my photographer is telling me I got to go down there. I'm going down there. <laughs> so we did that risked it all and jumped on some rocks where I definitely could have just fallen in the creek (laughs) and risked poison ivy and ticks. But the photos came out really great. I'm sure some of you have seen them. I posted some. There's also um, a bunch of goats in the area because they eat poison ivy. (laughs) Yeah, they eat the poison ivy, I guess. I never knew there was goats there. but Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember because they had signs. I can't remember if the signs said they eat the poison ivy, but it definitely said that the goats were covered in poison ivy. So don't pat the goats. Yeah, they like I've heard that before. Like they bring in goats to eat all the poison ivy, but there definitely was poison ivy everywhere. It was like we climbed up, we jumped over onto this rock, and then we're like, Ugh, we're literally like surrounded by poison ivy. I think as, as of now, I didn't get any poison ivy or ticks, so win for us. We went to we had the cocktail hour. 
the food was so fucking good. Like oh all God, the food there, amazing. so good. I'm so happy that I made the choice to do the first look against my mother's wishes because she was like <laughs> appalled. I was like, Mom, I'm getting these pictures done because I'm gonna eat these appetizers. Because my mom was like, He's not gonna see you for the first time coming down the aisle. And I was like, No, <laughs> get over it. <laughs> um, we had little crab cakes. We had sirloin sliders with like sweet potato fries. Yum. Uh, what coconut else? shrimp. Oh my god, the coconut shrimp are so good. Yeah, could die for. I I want all this food again. Those little crostinis. There was mm. like steak crostini little thing. And there was so much food as well. I feel like sometimes, well, maybe my experience when you go to a wedding, there like you have to hunt down food, but there was so much food. Oh my god! Even when I got out there, I was like, did no one eat anything? But oh they were like, no, they Everyone just keep bringing it so out so much. And it was, I think it was the best wedding food I've ever had. It was so good, and I was so glad because I was kind of worried they used to do big weddings this place but they don't really advertise doing weddings anymore and they only do smaller ones so i was like like i hope that they they still got it but they definitely was great um my mom and my sister had to try to bustle my dress which was like (laughs) an annoying nightmare for for them and me even though i was i was just eating appetizers while they were trying to do it (laughs) but they swear they didn't do it wrong, but it was, like, too long the whole night, and it was annoying me all fucking night. It's the worst. Like, I even remember with my wedding dress forever ago, it was – I think mine actually broke the bustle. Like, it was so heavy. It was heavy. so hard to do, yeah. When we did our first dance and all that, because you twirl around a little, it kept getting, like, stuck under my feet, and it was so annoying. <laughs> but yeah, I just dealt with it, because that's what, what you do. <laughs> we did our little entrances – the bridal party walked into the reception to blinding lights by the weekend because we were uncreative and couldn't. That was the last thing we thought of, and I just couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> so they all walked into that. We walked into a WWE song, which was fun, glorious. It was Bobby Roode's song. It was fun for the five wrestling fans that were there <laughs> and knew what it was. <laughs> but we liked it. So. <laughs> Some people, I posted a video of it on my Instagram, and there's a few people who messaged me, and they're like, oh, my God, great choice. So, that was cute. So so love the, the fellow WWE fans out there. Do you have any thoughts up to this point? Any cocktail hour thoughts? No. Entrance um, thoughts? No. Reception not, thoughts? No, I think everything, mainly just mainly the food, <laughs> how good the food was at that point. And you guys, we were joking because – all of my teens, early 20s cousins were like wearing all little black dresses and you guys were all wearing like bright flower <laughs> I dresses. Know, like, for, it's unusual because like any kind of spring wedding I've ever been to anywhere, it's always usually kind of bright colors, florals, whereas most of the people at your wedding, a lot of them were wearing dark colors, which I don't know, maybe, I don't know, just, maybe that's just how it is. Maybe it's just a different thing to what I'm used to. I don't know. I always try to go dark colors because I just feel more confident. Yeah. Well, I do see, love flowers. But it was funny because you were all wearing flower dresses. <laughs> yeah. The three of us. We were the brown mm-hmm. ones. <laughs> yeah. The flower girls. <laughs> and I also, I got to meet uh, Nathan there. It's Marissa's husband. He He's real swell, real nice guy. Very nice guy. <laughs> he dealt with us all, all weekend, <laughs> along with Mike. But he dealt with you guys more because you were staying all together. <laughs> Um, so then the reception, it was so fun. I had the best time. Our DJ was great. We had we used DJ Mav Entertainment. His name was Peep. Shush. DJ Lauren. 
l-o-r-e-n and the mc it was named daniel they were so good they played so, good. so many good songs they really knew the crowd yeah we told them because we did like a call with them we had a couple requests but we were like you know better than us like this is our age group this is the type of music we like just do whatever and they were even the venue coordinator was like your djs were so good they did an amazing job and honestly i that was the hardest cardio i've ever done in my life i danced <laughs> so much and for me dancing is mostly just a typical white girl dance of like jumping around <laughs> and i wish i could have danced to every song but it, it got like hot in there i was sweating and shout out to the girl who did my makeup danielle spirelli she's another one i sweat so much and my makeup stayed Lasted. perfect the whole night didn't budge looked great didn't smudge i had to go outside a few times because i was like if i don't Get stop i'm air. gonna pass away <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like everyone was out on the dance floor our two friends uh jamal he is like oh gosh, the life of the party cutting up the dance floor <laughs> yeah he's got the moves the dj offered him a job because he's like so that type of person they were like you'd be a great MC, and he was like this isn't the first time i've been offered a job by a dj at a wedding <laughs> and then our other friend eric who we hang out with a lot because he's like our neighbor but he's been friends with mike for a long time he does a performance to jump around which he did and <laughs> crushed it it was just awesome we have really great friends that just all have fun together and that's a lot of people worry with small weddings that it's like not going to be as fun as having a hundred song people all dancing but I felt like with ours, because pretty much everyone knew each other, knew each all other. the friends knew each other, like no one felt like they had to hold back really or Yeah, that's true. Not everyone be felt crazy. Comfortable. Yeah, so like everyone felt comfortable with each other and it was fun. We had a nice little outdoor area to so escape good. to to breathe. There was and the weather was pit. really nice. Like it didn't rain anymore, I don't think. It was yeah, really nice. Yeah, it was so nice out, thank God, because I was worried because the other few days were so hot. Mm, yeah, um, it was very pleasant. The peak of the reception for me, like dancing and having fun wise, but also took me the fuck out was when they played Mr. Brightside and <laughs> all the small things back to back. I had to I had to fucking go absolutely insane and scream because <laughs> at my sister's wedding, they played Mr. Brightside towards the I didn't know it was like such a big wedding song. I haven't gone to a lot of weddings um over the past couple of years but they played that at my sister's wedding at the end of the night and it slapped like we were all wasted just wild screaming mr brightside at her wedding so then it was like a joke kind of <laughs> so we made sure they played it at ours too so we all went insane again and then they played blink 182 i just saw blink 182 in concert so i was like i have to go insane to this as well and i think from that point on i never was able to catch my breath again for the rest of the day that was it that was the turning point yeah and <laughs> I don't know, it, like I said before, it just goes so fast. There's so many things, even though everything was perfect and fun, and I had absolutely no issues, nothing went wrong. That's I'm so like, good. oh, I should have like taken more like nice pictures with these friends I didn't take as many pictures with. I made sure to get like, a nice picture with you guys. Or like, oh, I should have had more drinks because I was, I don't know, even my sister said the same thing. I felt like I had a good amount of drinks and I was drinking just like Angry Orchard to keep it simple. So it's not like they were cocktails with not a lot of alcohol. The whole reception, I never felt drunk or even like buzzed or anything really. Yeah. And my sister said the same thing and she's not really a big drinker either. I don't know if it's like adrenaline or what. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I was the same on my wedding day. Like I just feel like, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I guess there's so much going on. I feel like it has to just be like adrenaline that your body like yeah. fights it off. Yeah, I think so. Because I drank a good amount, but I felt the same way at my sister's wedding too. I guess it's just a long day too. Like you have your first drink at like 9am or whatever time it is and then yeah, yeah it's long. Oh, my sister did her speech. It was so good and cute. Mike even got a tear in his eye. Aww. I could have 
teared, but I was really, really trying not to because at <laughs> my sister's wedding, when I did my speech at hers, I like teared up and then like she teared up, but then we just both kept making each other like tear up and cry. She was going good. And I was like, all right, don't cry because then like she'll probably cry and then it, everything will be derailed. <laughs> um, but she did good. She said, because I was like, you didn't even tear up or anything. She's like, I was honestly so fucking nervous that I couldn't even think about it. She's like, I was shaking. I was like, you didn't Aww. seem nervous. No, I didn't think she did either. No, I thought she did a good job. But it was funny because she she got booed by the crowd. She threw some jokes in there. <laughs> but she crushed it as the, the teacher that she is. <laughs> um, and then Wesley gave, gave a cute speech as well. His wasn't like a planned one, but you could tell it was like from the heart. Even my dad was like, Wesley's speech about how him and Mike were best friends it brought a tear to my eye and Aww. I was like oh that's nice dad <laughs> that's cute it was cute what did what did you think of the reception what did you guys you had a nice like Backstreet Boys the whole Backstreet Boys like Britney Spears whatever else they played during that I was outside because that was another point where I was like <gasps> I'm dying it's man, it's but man. then I was like I need to get back in there but I can't <laughs> the reception was really good we were sat at a table with I think uh, some of your wedding party and then two of your other friends yeah. they were all really nice um my entree I guess you guys call it main was amazing I just keep talking about the food oh yeah the beef tenderloin <laughs> yeah with the lobster that so was so good oh, my god I wish I could eat it right now same but, I can't even think about it because I die it was so funny like there was like you said the music was amazing and then there was a few times where he'd play a song like and the, don't get me wrong the songs were still good but there wasn't as much dancing and I think he could kind of he gauge knew we needed it. a break yeah and he's like okay yeah well yeah maybe he did it that way but then the next song would be like an absolute banger and he would just be back on so. yeah <laughs> Every, yeah all your friends and family were so lovely and kind and welcoming and you know had a chat with a lot of them it was really 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 good fun yeah he definitely could tell when we like needed a break because I was dying. <laughs> I was at a photo booth. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Somehow many people got hurt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not many, but like a handful. One girl, when Jamal was dancing, stepped on her foot. Oh, no. And like her foot like was really swollen. <laughs> and then Kate, one of the bridesmaids, she was like hilarious. She was drinking she held on to her bouquet all friggin night she danced with it she never put this bouquet down it was like in shambles by the end of the night <laughs> but i guess towards the end of the night she dropped like a glass or a bottle and it broke oh yeah and they were cleaning it up and they thought they got all of it but i guess they didn't because then eric's girlfriend stepped on a piece and was like actually like, kind of bleeding a good amount and they like got the glass out and then nick who was also drunk at that point they were like nick just came over with this napkin and made a tourniquet around her foot and i was like this, this is insane like, <laughs> nobody's going on she probably doesn't need a napkin tourniquet like she's not gonna <laughs> lose her foot <sighs> so yeah that was all it was very chaotic by the end of the night but <laughs> cake was delish yeah. we did like a strawberry shortcake oh, yeah, cake. that was great we got it from adam's ferric or farms which is like a fancy grocery store here the desserts that the venue did we did little cheesecakes we did an ice cream sundae bar and – oh, a cobbler. And it's in the little – I, like, made it a point to be like, I want this ice cream sundae bar. And I literally <laughs> didn't even – by then, I ate so much food. Yeah. I was like I, – I ate some of my sisters and that was it. And I was like <laughs> – that's another thing. I was like, I wish I just forced myself to eat more. <laughs> um, that was all good. And then when that was all over at like 11:30 the venue they set up everything like i just gave them the decorations i labeled some stuff like i had a cute little bar sign with peep and fresh butt on it painted that i got from etsy 
that I posted pictures of that I love. And one day when I have a house, I'm going to like put it out somewhere. <laughs> in your bar, in your bar at your new yeah. house. <laughs> yes, when I'm rich and famous. Um, <laughs> I gave all the decorations to the venue. They set everything up themselves. I literally did nothing, but everything looked amazing. Um, same with like cleaning everything up. They put everything away for me. They boxed it all right back up in the packaging for me. And the next day, I just put it in my car. So that was all easy. Another thing I did for anyone who is wedding planning, flowers are so freaking expensive. It's like mind blowing, especially when you just throw them out the next day. Don't get me wrong. They're beautiful and lovely and smell great. But I was researching and I found this company called Something Borrowed Blooms and they're like silk flowers, but you rent them. You pick out like the set you want. You pick out everything you want. They send them to you like three days before your wedding and then use them all and then when you're done you just box them back up and ship them back out all the flowers i got and you could get like samples too so you could see what they look like before you commit um it was like 600 bucks and it was like seven center pieces the there's like four aisle markers all the bouquets my bouquet all the boutonnieres um i got some like random garland flower things a lot it was a good amount of stuff it was like 600 dollars. where if you did real flowers it would have been like three Thousands, grand probably yeah yeah so that's a big money saver. And I think they looked nice. And the, the pictures, you can't tell they're fake or anything. I the feel thing like is, really too, like, when you get married, fake. like, the flowers droop, too, sometimes by the end of the night. Like, yeah, they looked really good. Yeah. And at most weddings, I couldn't even, looking back, tell you what the flowers looked like. So I'm like, no, I'm really spending three grand. Just throw them all out the next day and have no one even fucking remember them. <laughs> so that is something to look into for anyone planning a wedding. So after the wedding, we didn't do like an after party or anything like that because we we're all staying at this hotel. It's kind of like in the middle of nowhere. The hotel's at the venue. Um, trying to think about how I should discuss. <laughs> we we were all talking about it. Like everybody starts off very eager and then you realize how tired you are <laughs> and exhausted, especially because we were dancing so hard all night. There was a little fire pit set up that we could go to, which we wanted to. Then we realized it was like a little further from our rooms than we thought. It was more near like where your rooms were. So then I just didn't feel like venturing over there. And then there was a big fiasco where our one friend like bought all the beer, but he went back and like passed out and we couldn't get like in touch with him to get the beer, which we did eventually. But by that point, I was just exhausted. Honestly, I was just wanted to go to bed. Mike hung out with a few of us in the room and they had a couple beers. He smoked a cigar with some of his friends. But so then the only little bit of drama that happened on my wedding day was this. My one extended family member was asking like if we were going to do an after party. They like wanted to hang out and I was like, oh yeah, like maybe whatever. Then they were like a little drunk to the point where they were like a little not like belligerent, but just clearly like drunk. Um, we ended up not really doing anything. Like I said, we just hung out in our room for a little bit. I was in bed by 1 a.m. So then this family member was kind of like passive aggressively texting me because I never got back to them about the after party situation. They must have thought I was like blowing them off. Um, so first I got a text that said, have fun, period, which I just ignored. And then I had bad anxiety. So even if I wanted to wake up and have fun, I was starting to feel a little stressed. And then a little bit while later, they texted me and they were like, we spent a lot of money to come here to be treated like outcasts. And I was like, excuse me? Um, my mom's probably gonna be so mad at me for talking about this, but we got to have a little drama. So I was annoyed. It was like, it, I got that text when I was literally laying in bed. So it was like 1am. And I wrote back, I've been sleeping. I'm in my bed. And then they wrote back, had a great time. Great wedding. Love you. And I was like, what? 
<laughs> so you can't just be passive aggressive to me and then pretend that you weren't. So I was annoyed about that. But that was really the only th- annoyance I had all day. But still, I was like, you're going to tell me you were treated like an outcast when you just had an open bar for five hours, amazing beef tenderloin, amazing appetizers, amazing music and dancing and fun, all that I paid for. Yeah, for hours so. and hours. And then it's so f- not funny, but because the person who texted you is not your age or your friend's age. It's a much older person. <laughs> yeah, it's like one of my <laughs> older relatives like they're not old but they're not you wouldn't think they'd be down to party at 1am with a bunch of 30 30 year olds yeah i'm probably closer in age i don't know they they have teen kids so that was the only annoying part really it was kind of silly i was pissed off at the time because like who wouldn't be i was like excuse me especially because then i was having anxiety because i didn't want it to be like a argument type thing like a family drama um but they did end up apologizing a couple of days later, so it's all good now. But it is funny. Whenever I tell people that quote, they gasp. Like when I told you guys <laughs> at breakfast, you guys were all like, what? <laughs> Such a wild thing to say. Yeah. So then that was all over. It was a whirlwind of a weekend. We all had breakfast the next morning at the restaurant and went home, went our separate ways, and then you guys were getting an Airbnb where I live. Yep. Um, I guess I'll – I live in Beacon. <laughs> like, <laughs> should I just put that out there? After, I feel like you've said it maybe before, but maybe. After the stalker episode, please, <laughs> no one stop. I'm, I'm going to be – I'm trying to move soon, so. <laughs> Nathan won't allow um, you to move. <laughs> yeah. So it is – people don't know. It's a cute little, like, trendy – yeah. town definitely being gentrified it's very, it's very like, expensive we, we made comments like it's like what you'd seen a movie like old school america in a movie it's very they film a lot of stuff here for yeah, that reason very tidy like beautiful little boutique shops that are never open <laughs> yeah they only so open that was, like two days a week or something like that <laughs> that's what sucked is they came you guys all came here um sunday, sunday and monday and, monday, and pre- so much stuff is closed on mondays so I tried to specifically pick some stuff to do the Sunday that I knew was closed Monday. Like we went to Hudson Valley Brewery, which is a cool spot, but they're closed. They're closed like Monday through Thursday. A lot of places are only Weekend. open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, depending what it is. Some places are open all week. Just depends. So yeah. they were staying at an Airbnb near me. Went to Hudson Valley Brewery, hung out there, had some drinks, which was fun. And we went to Dogwood, which is kind cool. of like... I'm like giving up all these spots where I'm like I hang out here all the time. <laughs> Went to a place called Dogwood. That's fun. We had some curry poutine, which I've never gotten mm, there, yum, but it was, was so really good. good. Um, the burgers there are good. I love eating there. I'm glad that you guys all liked it because it's kind of more like a not like a dive bar, but no, the food was really good there. Yeah, and the food used to be even better there, and then the pandemic kind of crushed them a little bit, so they, they made their menu a lot smaller. They have like a different chef now, but it's still really good. But yeah, I was glad you guys liked it because I like going there, but it's definitely not as posh as other places around here, but it's one of those spots that's been around here forever. And then I wanted to, there was a weird band playing, actually. They were screaming, (laughs) not in like a a metal, hardcore screaming way, like just screaming. It was like a goth, I don't even know how you'd even describe them. They were interesting. Alternative goth, like she had tons of, I don't know. Anyway, I found them on Instagram. They're actually very entertaining. (laughs) Yeah, it was just like very interesting. Like I said, it's a it's a hipster town, uh, very artsy. And then I really wanted to just like hang out more because I knew 
kind of the weekend night where more stuff was open. But when our food came, I just like immediately hit a wall. <laughs> I was so tired. Yeah. I felt sick. Your adrenaline was all gone. Yeah, just absolutely dead to the point where it was like almost panic where I was like, I need to go home right now. <laughs> um, so I couldn't hang out the rest of the night with you guys. But I went home, passed out, went to sleep. What did you guys, did you guys, you guys walked? We walked back back. and then I think we started watching Selling Sunset (laughs) because I've told everyone how great it is. So I think we had a few more drinks and watched Selling Sunset. It was fun. It was just hung out in our PJs at the house. Um, Yeah, it was fun. Nathan. (laughs) Nathan Nathan loves Selling Sunset. (laughs) He was such a good sport. Like I know he was with Marissa, but then there was Kelly and I. He was the only guy in the house. But he was really fun, so easy and laid back and just, yeah, he really enjoyed Selling Sunset. He really likes Romaine. (laughs) Yeah. Marissa always says he's one of those people that can like talk to anyone Mm. about Mm -hmm. anything. He he actually says that as well. (laughs) Monday. We had I had to do some chores in the morning. Like we had to return suits to men's warehouse because they give you absolutely no fucking time to do that. It was technically a day late, but <laughs> sorry. Uh, went to the bank, all that stuff, boring stuff. And then you guys went and got brunch. Oh yeah, that was nice. Yeah, that was good. Nice little outdoor area at the place we went to. It was very nice. The weather those days, it was pretty nice. The one day it was a little chilly. Yeah, a little actually. bit fresh, like, a little wore, bit windy, breezy. I wore long sleeves that day. Then I met up with you guys and we went to Happy Valley. Well, you guys were at Happy Valley. I met you there, which is kind of like oh, yeah. a arcade. an arcade bar, but like an old school arcade bar, not with, with old games and things like that. It's a cool spot around here. Everything's kind of retro themed. It's cute. Then we went to Paul Brady Wine Shop, which was was an experience that no one would have thought would have been (laughs) such an experience. Um, I'd never been there before. It's kind of a newer place. I, Mike and I were going to go in there once, but it's one of those places where you get like a little nervous to go in because it's not, it's not fancy. It's nice, but it just depends on the crowd, I guess. It was kind of like quiet. It's not like a rowdy bar or anything. Yeah. And when we went, there was no one really in there to where we walked in it was like kind of awkward because like no one was there probably because it was a monday afternoon (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then there was so we like ordered our drinks or whatever and there was another couple in there and i don't know they were asking us about beacon maybe or asked if we lived here or something and they said they're like oh we we just got married and we're here we're staying like the weekend or something and then of course i was like i just got married (laughs) so we got married on the same day we talked about that she was definitely a little buzzed and you know, from my friends, Olivia and Marissa. I don't really think Kelly has much of an accent, but you guys have accents. So she was like, where are you guys from? And we talked about that. And she's like, wait, so how do you all like know each other? And I'm like, well, <laughs> then we talked about the True Crime Society and how we have a podcast together. And her, her mind was like fucking blown. She She's very into true crime. <laughs> So she follows us now, I think. Um, but we had yeah. chatted about some of the big cases that we've covered so then we ended up being at this little wine shop for like three hours which (laughs) was not the plan originally um but it was funny you should be like so what do you think about john benet what do you think about (laughs) moscow so we had to talk about all the crimes which was fun and mike and nathan were i don't even know what they were doing at that time they're like talking to the bartender and the husband of that girl and they're like we need to get these bitches out of here (laughs) um so yeah that was funny then we went, we had, I brought all my friends to one of the most dangerous cities oh. in New York, Newburgh, which oh my gosh, it is food. a dangerous city, but the wa- waterfront, like on the river is pretty safe and 
We went over there. We went to a place called Billy Joe's, which is popular around here. It's like a barbecue place, but they have a really, really nice patio on the river with a nice view. Food was really good. Oh my God, it was amazing. Did you, okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> I was, no, again, I, the whole weekend's like a blur to me. No, no, I had nachos. They were so good. Oh, those nachos were really good. The appetizer, mm. delish. And then Kelly got nachos as her food. As That's well. what I had as well. I had nachos as my food. Oh, you both got nachos yeah, yeah. as your food and yeah. we got nachos as yeah, an appetizer? Yeah, yeah. That's why we were like, you guys can't have the appetizer nachos. <laughs> They're just for us. <laughs> then we went to, there's a newer place called Jet Set, which was like a tiki-themed bar. And it says they close at 11. Mm-hmm. I went in at like it was nine, 9. Yeah. And the guy was immediately like, I can only give you one drink. It's last call. <laughs> and I was like, excuse me? <laughs> My friend is from Australia. <laughs> like, please. <laughs> um... It was a cute spot, but we only had our one drink. The drink that they gave me was so fucking strong. <laughs> and then I had work the next day, so I couldn't hang out that late. So then we brought you guys back to your Airbnb. Yep. And you had another night of selling sunset. <laughs> another selling sunset night. Yep. It was good. It was nice and relaxed and chill. Yeah, it was like such a fun weekend. I wish so we all good. lived closer that we could do mm, it again. I know, it's probably going to be a long um, time. I know, I was saying to Mike, because I was like in a rush to like meet up with you guys while we were doing chores. I was like, come on, let's go. And he was like, well, let's, while we're out, we should get water. We should do this. I'm like, no, I need to go hang out with my friends. <laughs> He's like, they're still going to be there if you're like not Extra there right away. I was, I was like, I'm never going to see them again. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, you're probably going to see them again. <laughs> Maybe, like, Kelly and Marissa are easier to see. But still, like, Marissa lives on the other side of the country. Yeah. I mean, Kelly lives on the other side of the country. Marissa's closer. But I was like, I'm never going to see them again. <laughs> <laughs> one day. One day. Yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to make it, like, a every five years thing or something. <laughs> oh, we'll, like, rotate. So then you guys went back to the city, did more tourist things. How was your train ride down? Because I... I love and hate the train. Where Mike used to live, it was only an hour train ride, which yeah. was like perfect. Now it's Here like it's an hour and, and a half. half. Yeah, it was good. Like it's actually quite a nice train trip, but we made the error of like Oh, I told you you could see the water and all that. Yeah. It's like a nice view. It was very scenic. But um like on the train, half the carriage faces one way and half the carriage faces the other way. And because we had all our suitcases, we sat down, then I'm like, shit, we're facing the wrong way, which for me <laughs> isn't good because I get a little bit travel sick so I like had to kind yeah. of and then because I'd already like stowed all my luggage and stuff I'm like whatever I'll just stay here so um yeah other than that it was really nice it was quick we got out at Grand Central and then we separated I think Marissa and Nathan were staying at a hotel in Times Square and Kelly and I were staying at the Citizen M which is kind of in the lower east side so kind of the other end of the city so we separated for a little while and then we met back up again that afternoon and they wanted to go and check out the 9-11 memorial so we went down there and then we and you were the expert at this point I'd be I, I knew how to use the subways I was showing them all. I also have to say I didn't say this before I just got, <laughs> forgot Olivia is like the craziest most savvy travel person ever like she's like walking all over the city by herself she probably does it better than me at this point going on the subways by herself doing One, everything because where I live I don't really ever catch public transport like even if I have to go to Sydney which is like an hour away I never I always drive I hate catching the train like where I live but where I went now when I went to Japan I've discovered Google Maps is which I know this sounds really dumb because everyone's like oh, Google Maps but if you go it does everything and if, but if you click on public transport mm-hmm. it tells you every single step so it's like walk 
100 meters to this station, get yeah. on this line going this way. Like it's actually, you cannot really mess it up if you use Google Maps. The only thing that's sometimes in bigger cities yeah. where it like loses you, which is annoying. Like the that f- kept happening to me in Boston. The first day in Times Square, it took me so long to actually find the subway station because I'm like, I'm following this map. It's not updating. Kind of where hidden. is it? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, when we got back there, it was fine. We met up, went to the memorial and they were actually going to go into the museum, but then we discovered that was shut on Tuesdays must have been Tuesday that of course. we were there um and then so anyway we walked Marissa had found this really cute Italian place for dinner and we had an amazing dinner in Soho which was such a nice little place they were looking out for Taylor Swift we thought we might see her <laughs> um and then we went and had a few more drinks that was when the fires were really crazy so oh it was yeah the like smog the, the end pictures of the that Marissa sent were so crazy looking like, we were standing on a corner waiting to cross the street and I'm like oh my god this is so weird and like this random guy next to me goes I goes I know it's like the end of the world <laughs> it, it was so it was weird. totally like Silent Hill and the world vibes it was like the-, the middle of the night in Times Square in the middle of the day because it was like orange and looked kind of sunsetty but it but wasn't the big lights of Times Square it made it so much more ominous looking because you could see the lights but they were very much in the smog yeah it was so it was really strange. cool looking but yeah, not a great day. I was worried all of your flights were going to get super delayed. Oh, well, so we went back to our hotel and we had a really cool rooftop bar. So it would have been so cool if it wasn't smoky, but it was like you could hardly see out the window. It was so smoky. Um, yeah. So we had a few drinks there and then the next day we all left. So I had originally been on a 9 p.m. flight that was going to get me into L.A. at like 1 a.m. And I'm like, oh, God, that's so late. So I ended up thankfully being able to change my flight to 3.30. So we went that morning to time uh, – not Times Central Park. I had one of the, the hot dog from apparently the best hot dog guy in New York. It was very good. It looked really good. Oh, was, and I was so hungry. It was so good. I, I feel like I've spoken dogs. so much about food. But, <laughs> there but was yeah. a lot of good food. A lot. So we did that. And then I had to leave them to go and go back to the hotel and get my stuff. And I got the subway. And then the, I think it's at the air train to JFK. So I got on my flight. My flight left on time. Um, which oh my was, god! You got the upgrade. No, no, that was on the next day. So this. Oh yeah, the LA. Oh, flight. but this is a funny story too. So I had a, like I'd originally on my flight I'd picked a really good seat. I was like, yeah, it's fine. So, but because I changed to this other flight, I had to sit in the very back row of the plane, which was fine. Doesn't really matter. But the girl who was sitting next to me was very openly looking at naked photos oh, right, of right. herself the whole entire flight, and like editing them and like writing. She was obviously having issues with. <laughs> a guy she was I was like this is what is going on <laughs> how, do, how do I find these people <laughs> at least you had some like entertainment yeah so anyway that was a funny flight but see so yeah, I arrived in LA uh, I think about eight or might have been earlier anyway early in the evening um but I know Marissa's flight was delayed by like an hour or an hour or two still not bad considering how no. bad it was so we all but I guess flew they out use that a lot day. of satellite type stuff I took the planes I took a video of taking off and it was actually kind of scary because there was like no visibility because of the smoke it's a cool video to have and like a cool thing to say that you were there for even though it's like a horrible thing really but (sighs) you were there so yeah so I everyone managed to get out of New York that night which was good Everyone got they those two got home. I had one night in LA, so I stayed just in an airport hotel. And because I've been to LA quite a few times, I was like, I don't know if I really have the energy to kind of do much. So yeah. I got a 12 p.m. checkout the next day, Thursday, and I had applied for the upgrade again. And I got a text 
that night, Wednesday night, saying that I'd been successful. So I was pretty excited about that. Um, so I just, after I checked out from the hotel, the flight back to Sydney doesn't leave till 11.40 at night, which is so late. Like it's the whole day that you've got to hang around for. But so I checked out of the hotel and I went and did some shopping for the kids at a mall nearby. I just got them a few little LA souvenirs and stuff like that. And then I thought, what am I going to do for this whole other time? So thankfully, because I got the upgrade, I had access to the lounge. So I went in the lounge, had some food, had a few more drinks and just kind of waited and waited and waited till it was 10 p.m. and I could get on this flight. And by that stage, I was so tired because that's like 1 a.m. New York time. I still kind of hadn't really adjusted. You get on the plane, had this amazing seat. It was like a life flat seat, which is next level. I don't know if I can ever fly again because I've been spoiled after this flight. But um, got on the plane and then what they do is they serve you a whole dinner. So you get on, it's midnight. It all looks so good, especially (laughs) for a plane. Yeah. Like they, and like I ordered like a beef tenderloin, like it was amazing. Wow. A trip of beef tenderloins. (laughs) So anyway, they serve you the dinner and then I'm like, I don't even, I'm not even hungry because it's 1am, but I'm like, I need to eat it because I'm not wasting it. And then finally, like at about 2am LA time, they turn off the lights and they even give you pajamas on this flight. So you put your pajamas on and I lay flat and I slept for a solid eight hours, which I've never, ever, ever done solidly on a plane. The like bed type ones, are they in like a little pod? Like do you well, have privacy? I feel like this is the plane I was in is kind of a older plane. So like so there was a guy next to me, but we had like a screen between us, but he mm. ended up moving because randomly there was water dripping from the ceiling onto his seat. So there oh, was one so spare other seat. So they moved him to that. So then I had the whole area to myself. So you are in a pod. Nice. Like once you lie flat, you wouldn't be able to see the other person. But yeah. he wasn't. He had gone anyway. So it was so amazing. Like they they, they give you like a pillow top um, mattress thing to put on your on your seat, so it's a little bit softer and stuff like that. So I slept, and then when I woke up, I looked at the, my like world clock. I'm like, oh, it's two a.m. in Australia. Even though I'd already slept eight hours, I'm like, it's two a.m. If I don't go back to sleep, it's going to be such a long day when I land. So I had a snack, and then I started watching a movie, and then I just fell back to sleep for another two hours. So I probably woke up when it was around five a.m. Australia time. So that was ten hours of the flight I slept for, which was amazing. And I only had about the best way to travel two and a half hours to go. So I got changed out of my PJs, brushed my teeth. And then what they did is you have to fill out like a little breakfast card. So they bring you exactly what you want. So I had like a halloumi and fried egg roll and a croissant. It was amazing. And then I landed and I actually felt fresh, which I never, ever, ever feel fresh after coming off a flight that long. So yeah, I want to do that one day. Oh, it was amazing. Like to actually buy that seat would have been like $20,000. There is no way. Really? Yes. It seems like maybe like between fifteen and 20000 Australian dollars, so not as quite US. Like it's absolutely not worth that much money. And I just bid like put in for an upgrade and got it because there was a spare seat. So I just – I made like a shocked Pikachu face that whole time <laughs> that you were speaking. And like I was thinking like that. that guy who I was sitting next to, imagine if he had to pay that much money and he still had water dripping on him. <laughs> And then there was another, another like so a lot of people that travel, a lot, they get like the like actual yeah. their companies pay for it. Well, also when you get like a lot of miles, don't yeah. you just kind of get those seats? Anyways, well, wait, like I used points to upgrade, so the points that I used absolutely were not equivalent to fifteen thousand dollars. Like it was a few hundred right. dollars, but um, even like a few hours into the flight, they came in and they're like, "Oh, does this?" Because the TV kind of comes out of the the 
side bit of your seat so like it's not on the screen in front of you or anything and she's like oh does this one work as in the one next to me I said I don't know the guy never used it and so she's the lady this is the flight attendant she's trying to get it to work and I uh, she goes oh because someone else's isn't working so we might move them here but then she, she couldn't get it to work and she's like oh, it must have water damage because of the water mm-hmm. dripping from the seat but I'm like imagine if you had paid all that money and you didn't even have a working tv for a 15-hour flight I'd then maybe off. you could get get a refund of some yeah. sort, but you still have the bed. Anyway, for me, it was a great experience. I had a great seat, window seat. It was great. I had a great time. <laughs> I also thought it was funny that you were like, people are so much nicer to you than they think you're rich. <laughs> and even like when the flight was about to land, like the, I don't know who he was, like the purser or the manager or something came around and spoke to each person individually and asked how their flight was. The head flight attendant. Yeah. And I was like, wow, you don't get this in economy. <laughs> Man, be nice to us poor people. We're the ones suffering. <laughs> so, yeah, so landed on time. I got back at around 7 a.m. Australian time Saturday, which is funny because basically Friday didn't exist for me. I left 11.30 Thursday night and missed all of Friday because of the time difference. So, yeah, got home. Um, and I, I feel like coming back, it's a lot harder to adjust to the time difference. Like I don't know why, if it's just because you're not as busy or – it's always that way, but like every night this week, I've been it's also so tired. You don't have anything to. Yeah, that's what I mean. Look, look forward, forward to. to. It's like this slump. <laughs> so you kind of like push yourself through because you're doing like fun stuff. Yeah, that's how I feel about when I drive to North Carolina. That even though the drive there is long, it always feels way longer on the way Coming home because it's yeah. like you're just going back to miserable real life. Yeah, I agree. Were the the girls excited? Oh, they were so excited. And I feel kind of bad because I'm actually going for You're the week again. again this weekend. Like I do a yearly catch up with some of my cousins and it just so happens it's this weekend. So anyway, after this, I've got nothing on. I was like, I'll be here for ages. It's fine. Sorry, gals. Your mom's popular. <laughs> I'm really going to Sydney this time. So it's like an hour, hour travel. It'll be fun. I'll throw this, this in as my tumultuous life update. Um, <laughs> so I go back. To work on Tuesday, I only took off the Friday and the Monday because I, I was trying to like not use all my PTO because I've already had to use more than I would normally use for like my bachelorette party and other wedding things. Um, so I went back to work on Tuesday. I was like so happy. I had such a fun weekend. I was ready to like tell my coworkers all about everything. You can know, like just like in a good mood. Not like not super happy to be going back to work, but in a good mood. I get back to work. And one of my coworker friends, who's kind of like a manager, I guess, was like, so this was Tuesday. I was supposed to get paid on Wednesday. And they're like, so I don't think we're getting paid tomorrow. And I was like, what? And I had known that there's like some internal work drama that's like not worth getting into. But something happened. And basically, my job is now in jeopardy, like the com- not just me, like basically in jeopardy of like going out of business because of something that happened. Um, they were supposed to pay us that Wednesday, which was the seventh. Still haven't gotten paid. It is now June fifteenth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I spent that whole morning crying in the bathroom at my job and I was like, I just got married and this is what happens. <laughs> like, spent all this money and then yeah. I know because I was like, thank God, I was like, I get paid right after the wedding. So yeah, that sucked. It still sucks. Still don't really know what's going on. So I've been a little bummed out and stressed out about all of that. So if you have some well wishes to send to me, please do. Because I really don't want my job to go out of business and I don't want to find a new job. And I would like to um, get paid soon because I've had to stretch this little money I had left for a long time. Mm. And it's also made me be like, maybe I do have a shopping problem. So <laughs> I really made this, <laughs> this small amount of money last. <laughs> I think that's it. Like I said, all my 
the vendors for my wedding were all amazing. Like I can't recommend them enough. If you live in this area, some of them travel, but I'll tag them all either in like the episode notes. They're all tagged in my Instagram. If you want to see any pictures or anything from the wedding, if you don't follow me on Instagram, mine is stephsum underscore. You can follow Olivia at TCS Olivia. See what we're we're up to and all that. I guess I'll have the, I don't think I have anything else to say no. about the weekend. This could, I mean, maybe we could do more like little chat episodes like this, and even we could maybe like have do like a bonus episode here and there, even like a more quarterly. chatty crime episode. Um, yeah, we've been thinking of other things to do. Um, other people want us to. A lot of people always want us to put out more episodes, so we've been toying with that idea. Um, maybe a, a Patreon situation. But the normal episodes would still be the same. But we've been thinking of other things to do. So if you guys have Mix any ideas, up. let us know if you like us enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it. Do all the usual things I say at the end of an episode. We still have the regular episode to record after this. We were like, oh, we could probably talk for like a half hour. Yeah, I totally didn't minutes. think it would be an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, and now oh. we're at an hour and a half. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, wow. I guess we, we can just see. This is why it wasn't weird meeting because we can just chat and chat. <laughs> All right, well, see we'll you see you guys in, in the in the Thursday episode. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.